of all the scenarios that I had played out in my mind of what it was going to be like to watch Aaron Rodgers run out of a tunnel in a jersey that's not the Packers and start a game for the New York Jets, I could not have imagined this outcome. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Bullseye! 13 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So good to be with you here on this Tuesday morning. Give me a chance to make this interesting, would you, E? All right, how much time do I give you? <laughs> Should I set a timer? <laughs> okay, if at, if at one point it gets uninteresting, you can tap out. We'll I just can end fire the, segment. the train sound. <laughs> That's right. Time's up. <laughs> Boat sound, whatever you got. No, I, this matters a great deal, but I, I grant you this is... Not something that's top of mind for most of us. Totally agree with everything you just said. We're just going about our daily business. We're getting the kids off to school. You're on your way to work. You got your meeting that you got to be at. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Are you sitting here and grinding over the internal urination match that is going on in Madison over who is the chief of our elections in the state? You're probably not. I mean, listen to Scafidi and Sandy and, and, and Wagner. And you're really into politics and the the back and forth and the chess match, the wonky inside baseball. Yeah, maybe. And I'm not saying there's not a segment of us who are into that sort of thing. But I think probably for most of us, this doesn't even matter. But just give me a chance here to try to make this relevant to you. Megan Wolf is the administrator for the Wisconsin Elections Commission, the elections chief for our state. It's an important job because she's the one who communicates out all the rules, all the guidance to your local clerk, wherever you live and wherever you cast your ballot, they are those clerks are in communication with primarily Megan Wolf or uh, that which she administers, the uh, Wisconsin Elections Commission, about how we conduct elections. What have we talked about more than anything in the last four years, right? right? About how we go mm-hmm. about conducting mm-hmm. elections. So it's a really super important job. She and the commission have authority on even who ends up on the ballot and resolving all sorts of disputes thereof. Republicans want her out. Dems want her to stay. There are a host of reasons for that, and I'm going to proceed here without regard for your position on that. Maybe you like her, maybe you don't. Um, maybe you're on one side or the other of Megan Wolf is good for the commission. She's not. Without regard for that, the debate here that we're having in Madison, the crux of what's happening is not really so much opinions about her performance. It's sort of irrelevant to the debate that I want to focus on. Megan Wolf is appointed to a term, and her appointed term is up. A Senate committee controlled by Republicans because they have the majority voted Monday to recommend firing her. The full Senate, which has confirmation authority over the appointment to that position, is expected to take up the matter later this week. That's what you're yep. are reporting Thursday is with this morning. Thursday is the expectation. So yep. how things work at the legislature, right? Something that comes out of committee then goes before the full body. So the full Senate is expected to take it up this week. Here's the legal dispute. Megan Wolf has not, according to the state attorney general and the legislature's own attorneys, has not been reappointed to the position. She's not been nominated. Remember, I said the Senate has confirmation authority. So confirming a nominee or not confirming that nominee is one thing. Firing somebody is different. And so when Wolf's appointment came up for a vote before the Elections Commission earlier this year, she failed to get a majority of the commission to reappoint her. Republicans voted for her hoping to force these very confirmation hearings, which we're having, and these votes. Democrats on the commission, hoping to avoid that, abstained from the vote. There are six members of the Elections Commission. 
you have only three votes here in favor of reappointment. Democrats say that fails, therefore, to be a majority of the commission's votes. You need four for that for reappointment. So essentially, they're arguing we actually haven't nominated her for the job. She has the job. Her term expired. But she's not been nominated for reappointment. So how can you hold confirmation hearings for a nominee who's not nominated? I think that's fascinating. You can't would be the argument, right? Sure. Now, they're hoping, absent a newly appointed and confirmed administrator, that Wolf just stays in the post. Okay, there's no new person there. She stays until a new person is appointed, but that hasn't happened, so she just stays. Sort of de facto is the choice, and things continue on as normal. So ultimately what's going to happen is if the Senate were to vote to kick her out, a lawsuit will surely be filed. Mm -hmm. That will ultimately reach the state Supreme Court, which now swings 4-3 liberal, and you do the math on that. In the meantime, you've got the 2024 election on the doorstep, an elections commission in limbo now, and perhaps for the foreseeable litigious future. And again, we are moving our state forward. (laughs) I don't know who's right in terms of the legalese. You have varying legal opinions. Obviously, Republicans who control the body say that, no, no, I mean, the three votes she was put forward, maybe they're going to argue that abstaining votes... Aren't the same as no votes. I just can't imagine. Can you imagine having a job like that where you don't know whether or not you're going to work for another week, two weeks, eight months? She just keeps going to work. Right? Didn't Kramer do that? Didn't he go to work for a job he didn't have? (laughs) Right? Then they tried to fire him and he's like, well, I don't even really work here. Right. He's like, well, that's what makes this so difficult. (laughs) Right. Or Costanza quit once and then unquit. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I didn't quit. See, Same I said thing. this was serious, and then I made it about Seinfeld. So now I, I, I destroyed my own argument. But you didn't buzz me out. Was that no, interesting? No, yeah. You, you, you did good. So that's it. happening. What was Thursday you said the Senate Thursday's the scheduled expected vote by the full state Senate, and which, then, of course, leads GOP. You know, they lead right. that group. So. so Thursday afternoon, expect that lawsuit to be filed. <laughs> right, right. Right. It won't take long. If not before, somehow. <laughs> 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hey, Debbie, you know how we posted video of that entity you inadvertently captured? <laughs> Quote-unquote entity, yeah. sure. Yeah. So a couple of texts are saying they can't see it. Yeah, check my Twitter. Um, it's at D underscore La, L-A. And uh, you can actually see it a little bit better on the Twitter Oh, no, we have it on the... I mean, we have your Twitter account embedded okay. in the but story. But you can see, actually, you can see like a little thread thing fly past my face. See, what's funny is Eric couldn't see it on his phone, but I saw it fine on mine. Yeah. So well, maybe you just got to tweak that contrast a little bit. Just text the word ghost to the old National Bank talking text line. We have Debbie's uh, Twitter on there, 855-616-1620. Text the word ghost and... You can see the piece of lint float by. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lint, or is it like maybe a fly? It's not lint. My husband says it was a piece of a piece of dust. I'm like, really? A dill of balls? Not that either. String. The best part is just your face. All of a sudden, you see something. And um, (laughs) by the way, we did get a texter earlier who said that um, hey, by that he's his cameras have captured things. He's going to send us some stuff tomorrow. Oh, cool! Let's check that out. I'm still trying to do some research on this property here. Um, but I've only gone back to like the 1800s where it used to be like an old Woolworth or something. So I'm going to try and see if I can go even further back. Like, let's check to see if there's an old Indian burial ground or something under here. It's old Woolworth. What the, <laughs> several soda jerks were buried <laughs> yes, under the property. Exactly. Right? exactly. <laughs> That's what they used to call them back in the day. <laughs>
Hey, big day today. We might learn more about the financing for the Mitchell Park Domes. I don't know. I've heard this story 307 times in the last 10 years. <laughs> so there's nothing New today. report due out on this. New report due out. Enough yeah. with the reports. So like, the, when are we going to decide something? Um, their buildings are deteriorating, as we know. So a meeting is supposed to be held today that could move us closer to a potential decision on the future of... The Dome. Our news report earlier said they were going to look at multiple options, including tearing down the domes. Also said one or more of. What are you going to leave just one of them? No, that wouldn't <laughs> make sense, would that it? That is not one of the choices. It can't be. Just get rid of all of them and, and build a new, brand new dome? Well, here's the other thing, too. Even just tearing them down, if that's all you wanted to yeah, do, that's expensive. That's a huge cost. Yeah. Look, one of the reasons that Northridge is still standing. It's surplus money. <laughs> that's right. No, you can't. I mean,. Even if you tore it down and filled it with gravel, there's still a huge cost for that. Your, your alternative, I suppose, is to just leave it there, That's close do, it, let though. it sit and rot. We're just going to leave everything just sit and rot and not do anything with it. And then that becomes something. Northridge? Right. And then it'll be argued 20 years from now about what to do with the site. Then there'll be a series of stories over the next decade of, uh, an investor thinks he wants to buy the Mitchell Park Domes, and then doesn't, and then... Meanwhile, the safety building is where at this point? Like crumbling. <laughs> yeah, just falling apart. I don't know where I stand on this, to be honest with you. I have an emotional connection, as so many of us do, Surplus to money. the Mitchell Park Domes, right? And I have visited there. So many people have the story of, I, we took a field trip, trip there once when I was a kid, or I went once with my family, and I've never been back, but I still like them. For me, I've revisited, I rediscovered the domes when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. We would go at least once a year, if not twice. So, you know, I certainly have an emotional connection to that property. We've enjoyed it. It's what, like six bucks to get in most times. It's it's a bargain. Kids are even less. So I I like it, but with all the needs that the county has, when you're looking at the county, uh, but for now the sales tax increase, bordering on bankruptcy, we have to look at the park system in its entirety, all of that land, all the needs that it has. Is it worth pouring 70, 80 that, that price tag is going to keep going up $90, billion, $90 million into restoring this. Well, I also, I'm embarrassed to say this, but are there moments when you have to decide how many different venues for this type of purpose are necessary? I know they're not all the same, but we have a brand you do new have Milwaukee to Public Museum. We have Discovery World. We have the Art Museum. We have the zoo. You know what I mean? Like, and what I mean by that is- Children's I, I would Museum is trying to enter into a new space? Right. And I would love it. I, I want nothing more than a brand new dome situation. But you do have to wonder about, okay, attendance and viability after the fact also. And you look at there are other things within the county that are, you know, black items on the ledger in terms of making money. You know, golf, and I, and I always go, come back to this because that happens to be my hobby. They make money off of me. And the money they make off of me playing golf and paying fees because it's a pay-to-play goes to subsidize other people's hobbies, and that doesn't feel too fair to me. I'm willing to pay, sure, but if but my hobby sustains itself. Yeah, but if you if I go to the museum, I have to pay for that, right? Yeah, if I go, right. So others also are self-sustaining to a degree. If this is not self-sustaining, you also have to look at that. Oh, I got you. And again, I've been a paying customer. Maybe jack up the rates. I don't think that's enough. You know, okay, it's ten bucks to get in instead of six. That's not going to raise you seventy million dollars in order. They're to fix swimming it. in a pool of coins. The surplus pool is alive and well. You could easily pull a couple of gallons out. And pay for it that way. 828, so that report <laughs> nothing, out this morning. Nothing, not even going to No, because it's a non-starter. They won't even do it. They won't even pay for the ballpark, much less 
The domes. And by the way, that's supposed to come out this week, maybe. Within the next week, we should have a, a ballpark plan. A plan, a proposal that yes. will be debated. Yes. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight thirty-seven on Wisconsin's Morning News. Milwaukee's most famous couple is that fair? Uh yeah. Probably. Who's bigger? Nobody in Milwaukee's bigger than this guy. That's true, right? So, by virtue, uh, his relationship is on the top of the top of the celebrity. The watch, first right? family, Milwaukee's first family. <laughs> anyway, Giannis <laughs> is about to be a daddy to a baby girl. So Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two boys, right? He's got two boys with his fiance Maria Riddlespringer. They are now expecting another baby. They made the announcement yesterday. They were at a Milwaukee diaper mission event on Monday, and she discussed, Maria did, her pregnancy so I'm far. I'm feeling good. I'm on my feet. Went to the zoo yesterday. Had a, you know, had a good walk around. So I'm, I'm pushing through, but it's amazing. I'm very excited. It's our third. Our other two boys are excited, so we'll see how it goes. So at this point, she, you know, she answered the question about being pregnant again and looking forward to having a baby girl. So then everyone kind of turns, <laughs> looks to Giannis like, hey, so. And, and what do you got? Yeah, what are you going to say? Uh, to talk about the pregnancy, too. Uh, <laughs> I feel like. A and he's doing a great job. He gets me ice cream when I want it and everything else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a butler, you know. Have you ever been, uh, I don't know, in a hotel that you have a butler? That's what I am. I have the tower right here. What do you need? You need ice cream. You need this. You need. That's what I do. Um, but no, this is uh, exciting. We want to have a big family. Um, I know my. Two boys gonna be extremely excited to uh, to meet their uh, little sister and uh, protect her and uh, spend time with her and play with her and uh, you know grow up with with her. So we're excited. Don't you want this family to stay here forever? Yes, forever. I was having exactly that thought when I'm listening Five to both kids. of them talk. I'm going to go to school here and her saying, "Yeah, we're just out at the zoo today, just like just like anybody else." Yeah. So Riddlesberger, uh, she sits on the board for the Milwaukee Diaper Mission. So that was a big event yesterday. It began three years ago now. And just an FYI, more than a million diapers have been distributed to Milwaukee families through that mission. So and that's awesome. Congratulations just, to the Antetokounmpo's who are also yeah. engaged now. Too. Also, just to listen to them interact as a couple, like, you know, Giannis is a global superstar, a planetary superstar. But in that relationship... <laughs> He's just the husband to be hey, and the dad. Ice cream? How can I help you? Yep, <laughs> you better yep. take care of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Eight thirty nine on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just about eight forty five on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. I'm looking out of the corner of my eye. Today Show has these kids on. Look, Craig Melvin's got this kid in the control room. It's a field trip. Yeah. Third grade field trip on today is the line that they're saying. All these kids they had some sitting on the desk. That's risky. Putting kids on TV. That is Always. a risky venture. Kids and animals, man. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, you know, I bet you those kids. So this looks like a third grade class from a real nice school, and they're all in there in the different parts of the Today Show. I bet you some of these kids told their parents when they left, hey, today's our field trip to the Today Show. I'm going to be on TV. They're not going to be on TV. You're going to sit in the back. They're going to put you in. Wave from the window, maybe. (laughs) Right. Here they are. They're on They're on. They're all over the place. In fact, almost on too much. (laughs) Almost like, okay, yes. You're all very cute. (laughs)
No, I don't know. Maybe Savannah conducted a very in-depth interview with those kids. She did. So she was on going back and forth with these kids. I do not know if she was doing what she's known for. She can be a pretty provocative interviewer. Just hammering them. Yeah. <laughs> you said before your favorite color was green. Now you're saying it's blue. I mean, which one is it? You're coming off a little catty right now. Yeah, with which your one responses. is it, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So there is some news uh, to pass along regarding North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. He is now on Russian soil, and he's expected to meet the president of Russia in the coming days, Vladimir Putin. He took his train ride all the way to Russia. After a lengthy train ride in that so-called luxury armored train, Kim is set to be welcomed by Vladimir Putin, possibly in Vladivostok, where the two men met in 2019. Yeah, so don't have a time exactly on when that'll happen, but Martha Raddatz says in the coming days, those two will have another photo op moment and shaking hands, smiling for the cameras. So in addition to this being about just poking at the West... (laughs) <laughs> right, which maybe is all that comes of this, right? These two guys just get together. Yeah, yeah you know, just what's to gonna, get attention. It's really going to bother everybody in the Western world. We're going to get together and have a meeting, and they're going to lose their minds over it. And they probably don't say it out loud to one another, you, but they both know it. Are they though? Like, here's what. So you said uh, that the State Department's concerned about this. Here's spokesman Matthew Miller talking about this upcoming meeting. Obviously, it means that he is having trouble sustaining the military effort, and so is looking for help. Yeah, <laughs> so he's begging for help is basically what Matthew Miller is saying. We're trolling back on Putin him. Putin is right. doing, yeah. Well, it is about weapons. I mean, as far as our intelligence can understand or, or predict, it sounds like what, what President Putin needs in Russia is conventional weapons as he wages this heretofore conventional war with Ukraine. By conventional, right. we mean you know guns, bombs, things like that, non-nuclear. Kim Jong-un has plenty of that stuff because they're not in a hot war with anyone. They're seemingly at war with the entire Western world. They're certainly, I don't know, I necessarily declared a state of war, but they're certainly agitators with the South and with Japan. So, But that's a cold war. They don't actually do anything. They're not engaged in battle. Basically what North Korea does is just fires some missiles to make everybody nervous. Right. Launch some ballistic missiles, test a nuke or something like that. And what North Korea is desperately behind on is the technology. How do we get our intercontinental ballistic missiles to be more reliable, to fly further? How do we get our nuclear technology up to speed? I mean, they're decades behind the rest of the world on that. But they got plenty of stuff that Putin needs. Right? They can make all the conventional bombs they want. So these two can help each other. There certainly is that. So then there's one more story quickly that's making the news now out of Pennsylvania. So this is that story about the uh, the man, the convicted murderer who's on the loose in Pennsylvania. He's been on the loose for nearly two weeks now. First time I heard about this was when we were out east dropping my daughter off at college. And we had to go all the way across the state of Pennsylvania. Right. And the day we were leaving to do that, my wife says, like, hey, they've got all these warnings out. Like, you're supposed to watch out for this guy. There are people in Chester County, Pennsylvania, being told to shelter in place. They believe this guy's armed. We are hearing that residents reported shots fired in this area, maybe five or six shots. We don't we haven't heard anything yet, but that's what residents are reporting. So there's uh, reports now that a homeowner fired at him, shot at him. We've seen ring camera of this guy. They, They think he's got like the homeowner's rifle now in his scope. They have no idea what this guy is doing next, but they seem to be closing in on wherever he might be. Okay, so if you're in an entanglement with this guy, obviously you do what you have to do to protect yourself. 
I'm sure they're a little bit nervous too in this part of Pennsylvania. We don't want homeowners just blasting at the guy either. But what like you if he's running through happen? your backyard, if, don't just grab your rifle. When you say, "Hey, guy is armed and dangerous. He's yeah. in your neighborhood. Stay in your home." Then yeah, I suppose gonna, that's going to put everyone on edge a little bit. You I, asked before, like what's what's going to happen with this rifle? I mean, he needed to, to arm himself to protect himself. He's already committed murder. He's obviously capable of that. Right. Obviously, you don't know whether or not he's been able to get food somewhere. I feel like they're closing in on him. He's he's likely going to end up becoming very desperate, and God willing, this ends peacefully. But you wonder if there's going to be some some violence here that stems from this as they get closer and closer to him. He's going to, I mean, he he's been out there this long. He ain't going in without a fight. Well, that's just exactly it. And, and as well, he has no prospects. This is all or bust, right? Because if he's taken back into custody, that's that, right? Right. So you hope it doesn't come down to that, and it does get a little bit frightening. But right, that latest news that a homeowner actually shot at the guy—he keeps popping up on these various surveillance videos. So uh, hopefully, you're right, E, that this comes to a conclusion uh, sooner rather than later. Eight fifty on Wisconsin's morning news. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. High of just 66 degrees today. This afternoon and evening could see a chance of showers. We will see a chance of showers. I can confirm that there is a chance of showers. And that chance of showers continues tonight. Under mostly cloudy skies, we'll load down to 54. Right now, we are still struggling to get above 60 degrees. Last temp check, let me see, 58, 59 right now in Milwaukee. I cannot believe what happened on Monday Night Football. Not of all the scenarios that I had played out in my mind of what it was going to be like to watch Aaron Rodgers run out of a tunnel in a jersey that's not the Packers and start a game for the New York Jets, I could not have imagined this outcome. It right, happens, right now. It happened so quickly <laughs> that by the time I turned the TV on, it had already happened. He was already out. You and me both. We missed it. Four minutes in. I was just finishing cleaning up dinner. You know, kids were home late and it finished wrapping up. I'm like, oh, Rogers, got to go. It's like 8 30. What time? Or 7 30. What time was kickoff? Like 7 20, right? 15 ish or something. Yeah, right. Like that. So I'm like, oh, I'll still catch first quarter action. Yeah. Tune in. I see the clock. It's only gone about five minutes and he's not in there. <laughs> I wonder what happens. Taos seems to think he'll come back. It sounds like it's his Achilles. Achilles! Yes, thank you. I don't know. I don't know if he comes back. I think that. I might, look over. Might call it. When I first tuned in, he was already in the tent, right? And then he comes out of the tent, and you see something that if you're a player, you never want to see. I don't want to go on the cart. They put no, him on the, the cart. cart. Yeah, yeah, they did. You're right. Drive him off. Today is the MRI. No bone damage. They did the. What, the bone scans are. <laughs> Bone scan. They did an x-ray at the stadium. They can do that. So they know it's not the bones. He didn't break his ankle or anything. You can see his calf, like, shudder. Like, it looks like something is snapping inside his leg. Wasn't a brutal hit in any way. Just one of those weird things where he got rolled on a little bit. And toe just sort of caught. and So if it is an Achilles, most everyone is suggesting that that's a season ender. And a lot of texters, Sandy Max, seem happy with this. Well, I think we all we're all wrestling with it a little bit. Happy. Happy. Happy's a tough one. Though. I, I know. Ooh, but we, we wrestle a little bit. If because, you were because there are a lot of people who 
I'm surprised who are experienced football fans who are even dropping the word karma. Which I'm like, yeah. I don't know. But to take any joy, that's that's a dangerous... It's almost like playing in a Deadpool. Like, these are dangerous territories, right? yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm surprised. So you're seeing a lot of WTMJ fans are happy about this? Well, yeah. Or, or laughed at it and kind of... Or I think a lot of us are struggling within ourselves because your first reaction was either to laugh because it's so absurd. It's so ridiculous. Right. right? Nobody had this on their bingo card. No one. And then to no feel one. and then to feel like a little bit happy and then, then to quickly check yourself and be like, wait a minute, I can't be happy about a guy who got hurt. And I can't cheer for that. What did, I was talking to Pancake about it earlier this morning. Greg, what was it you told me about initially feeling like a little bit happy, but then working your way back through that of like, no, I shouldn't be happy. Yeah, so you have that internal monologue of like he goes down and you think to yourself as a Packers fan, like, oh, we don't have to deal with that anymore. Thank goodness. And then I think it's if relief. you have yeah. that, but Ooh, also you got something to work on if you're cheering for someone that's injured. <laughs> that was it. That's what he told me. He goes, if you ultimately, after self-review and reflection, are still happy and gleeful, you got something to work on. Because it's a huge <laughs> yeah. relief because if things hadn't turned out the way they did by him going to the Jets. Yeah. Packers will be paying the full bill Great. on Rodgers, and maybe Jordan Love would be as good as he was in the first game because he wouldn't have gotten that right, level right, right. of attention and coaching to build him up because he's the quarterback this year. So what do you got coming up on the program today? We're going to explore this idea a little bit with Steve Scafidi still gallivanting in Italy. I have another Super cool guest co-host, Susan Varela, who is the executive director of Skylight Music Theater. And she has strong opinions about Aaron Rodgers that we will explore. Okay. So, and, awesome. uh, she even has a life-size cutout that uh, lives in her home that does and doesn't wow. come out for Packers games. Does he have like a Jets jersey pulled over the life-size cutout? I'm curious. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I might need one. Ever. Right. So, yeah, we're going to also welcome Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area into the studio at 930 and uh, talk about how the Republican National Convention can be really good for some local businesses next year. Susan has some firsthand experience with that. So just some of the things coming up on WTMJ Now.